I'm Dave Champion. I want to talk to you about the increase in SARS-CoV-2 infections that we absolutely will see during the winter months, why we're going to see it, and how much difference it actually makes. Let's start with the unavoidable bad news. Whenever infections go up, there's always this very, very tiny percentage of people who develop COVID-19, and sometimes they have a mild case of it, sometimes moderate, sometimes severe, and of course, in the, in the extreme cases, they die. So whenever you see an increase in SARS-CoV-2 cases, there will be this tiny, 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 tiny percentage of people who will die. So when we talk about increase in infections during winter, Yes, it's going to produce a small, small uptick in fatalities. With that said, let's find out why. What's going on? How is that operating? What's going to cause it? When will it pass? And so forth. Let's answer all those questions for you. I want to start with, as I often do, a COVID neuroses network, CNN, headline, which says, America is nearing rapid acceleration of COVID-19 cases. Experts warn. Whether I'm reading a scientific study report or torturing myself with a CNN article, I read the entire thing. So I read all 26 paragraphs of that article. Only in passing, in one sentence, did they mention weather <laughs> as having to do anything with that headline, which is what it is all about. 26 paragraphs, one passing reference to the actual cause. Now, nah, they're not trying to keep you in the dark depending on which study you consider the most credible or the most applicable to your community or region, the percentage of infections concerning SARS-CoV-2 that occur in the home is somewhere between 80% to 98%. That's a whopping, huge, controlling percentage of all the new infections occur in the home. So when do people spend the most time in their homes. Yeah, when it's cold. So the key here is you change a behavioral pattern and you change the transmission pattern. I told you time and time again, it's not rocket science, it's just normal science. A simple kind of silly way to understand this is nobody living in Vermont is going to have 50 people over for a Christmas party in their backyard. But they may choose to have 50 people over for a Christmas party in their home. Since we're going to be seeing new infections rise, what does this have to do with herd immunity? Well, absolutely nothing. Herd immunity remains good, it remains wonderful, it remains great, it remains nature's way of flipping the off switch, but it's not instantaneous. Uh, I've talked before, I'm not gonna go into the whole explanation again, that you have the pool of infected people and you have the pool of susceptible people. And the larger the pool of people who have been infected and thus have antibodies, cannot get it and cannot give it, the safer the ever dwindling pool of susceptible people are. At this point, we still have a lot of susceptible people, which means, as I said before, when people change their behavioral patterns, spending more time indoors where 80 to 98% of SARS-CoV-2 infections occur, they're going to come in contact or spend more time with or be in closer proximity to that remaining susceptible part of the community. 
I think a good example of the fact that herd immunity is not, I always do this like it's an off switch, <laughs> and it is, and it, especially since history, right? We measure history in millions or billions of years. So the time that it takes Mother Nature to turn off a contagious event like SARS-CoV-2 is basically turning off the light switch, but it doesn't feel that way to us. As an example, the Hong Kong flu, it broke out in 1968, went all through 1969, and a little bit into 1970. And then Mother Nature, herd immunity, yeah. So this seems instantaneous to us, but it doesn't quite work that way in the real world. Herd immunity remains good and wonderful and great, and the way we want to go about this with this virus, I say that because if, if we had a virus that we were dealing with right now that people who got infected, 30% of them died, driving for herd immunity would be highly questionable. But that's not SARS-CoV-2. And given the nature of SARS-CoV-2, it is desirable to drive for herd immunity. So with this new threat right around the corner, uh, what is the government doing? Well, it's, yeah, it's planning to crack down. Uh, the French president, Macron, he just said the other day that non-public, personal contact is, quote, the most dangerous, close quote. So what does that give you any idea that the French government, the national government is planning to do? Yeah. And it's not just France. The UK just recently instituted sort of a new system of lockdowns called the tiered system. If you are in tier two now, you cannot have sex with someone with whom you do not cohabitate. It doesn't matter whether you've been with this person for years. It doesn't matter whether you've been screwing like jackrabbits every day for the last couple of years. If you do not cohabitate and you're in a tier two area in the UK, yeah, it's a violation of law to stick. Yeah. The very idea that government thinks it has authority over the most intimate relationships uh, between human beings with a virus that has a society-wide mortality rate, at least here in the United States, of six one-hundredths of one percent, the idea that they think they can control the most intimate of human reactions, interactions, is absolutely mind-blowingly insane. So here in Nevada, staring right in the face like every place is with the idea that as weather gets colder, number new infections are going to rise. Here in Nevada, Governor Sisolak just said a couple of days ago, well, if Nevadans don't do what's necessary to bring cases back down, I'm going to have to impose new measures. <laughs> so what? Right at the moment when you know scientifically numbers are absolutely going to increase, yeah, that's when you threaten the, the people of Nevada. If you don't do what I say, I'm going to screw you over even more. What makes it even more insane is because we're talking about being in your home, there is absolutely no way to stop this, change this, alter its trajectory or anything else. It simply is going to happen. During the winter months, when most of the country, you have cold weather, the number of new infections is going to rise. Government can't do anything to change that. I love Fauci's statement. He said, Thanksgiving is going to look very different this year. Really? <laughs> so it's like, to who? I'm not changing anything I've done any year in the past. I'm not changing it this year. I don't know many people who are. Um, here in Nevada, they've said that 
uh, trick-or-treating is. I'm, I'm, I haven't bothered to look up the executive order. Some people claim it's illegal. Some people say that it is um, just not recommended. So a lot of people aren't doing the trick-or-treating thing. I think a lot of homeowners aren't going to be doing the distribution of candy thing. In one state, the governor actually said, if you have Halloween parties at your house and somebody calls the cops, when we show up for every child that is present that does not belong to you, $500 fine. Like I said, this is the point where things start to get nuts, where the government wants to come inside your home, whether it's finding you for children that are present in your home, whether it's telling you you can't have sex with somebody that you want to be intimate with, whether Macron is calling this personal interaction the most dangerous. This is clearly where government wants to go. There are a number of cases pending now in various states concerning the governor's actions. It is my most sincere hope that these judges say, no, 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 no. I get I get, Governor, that you're acting with perhaps the best of intents, but this is an impermissible level of mass suppression of fundamental constitutional rights. Maybe at first, when you didn't know what you had, uh, some of this was called for, but you can't just go on and do this for 10 months, 16 months, 24 months, mass suppression of fundamental rights. I'm hoping that's the decision that these judges make, but I wanted you to know what's going on in the cold, what you can expect in the cold winter months, and perhaps how government intends to react to it.